Today, we're going to be talking about money and specifically this verse that says money is the root of all evil. I want to take some time to see what what did the Apostle Paul mean when he said that? Is it bad to have money? Is it bad to work really hard? Is it bad to be rich? And if you're rich, do you need to give it all away? So we're going to talk about some of these things. And in order to do this, I'm going to share a screen here. And we're going to be going through uh, the Apostle Paul's letter. It's actually in 1 Timothy, found in chapter 6, if you want to follow along. But I'm going to bring the verses up here anyway. It's found in... Uh, First uh, Timothy chapter six. It's we're going to look at verses one through eleven, so we make sure we have some context here. Um, and if I will, if you don't mind, I'd like to go through a um, a couple of Bible verses where well, actually let's just talk about five specific people who were from the Old Testament that we know one thing for sure about them. We know they were not just a little bit well off, they were pretty stinking rich. I mean, these people had a lot of cash flow in comparison to everyone else around them. And I'm bringing this up because I want you to consider these people when you have people running around who are basically trying to teach us, if you're out there, I don't know, maybe you're building a company and you work really hard and you work 65 hours, 70 hours a week trying to build something for yourself. Maybe they want to say, ha, you're chasing after money because you work so hard. It's the root of all evil. And I say this because too many people are abusing Bible verses today. So I just want to give you something to think about here. So let's start with man number one. His name was, you guessed it, Abraham. What do we know about Abraham? Well, if we were to read Genesis chapter 13, verse 2, you would find that it says, Now Abraham was very rich in livestock, silver, and gold. And boy, I'm pretty sure we would all agree God loved him. He was a godly man for sure. What about Isaac? Scriptures tell us in Genesis chapter 26, verse 12, it says, Now Isaac sowed in the land and reaped in the same year a hundred times as much and the Lord blessed him. And we also see in the same chapter, verses 17 through 32, I won't read all of them, it's a lot, uh, but if you read them, you'll find that Isaac continued to receive blessings no matter where he went. What about Job? I don't want to be Job, don't want to trade shoes with Job, but we do know this. In chapter Job chapter 1, verse 3, we, we discover that his possessions... His possessions were 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and very many servants. And that man was the greatest, the greatest of all men in the East. Now, I don't know about you, just what I just listed off there. If you had all that stuff today, you'd be one of the greatest men in the United States of America. Man number four, Solomon. If we were to read 2 Chronicles chapter 9, verse 20, we see that all King Solomon's drinking vessels were of gold and all the vessels of the house of the, of the forest of Lebanon were of pure gold. Silver was not considered valuable in the days of Solomon. 
And one more, and again, we could keep going on and on and on, but I just want to point out men of God. King David was said he was a man after God's own heart. And we also know that King David did some pretty stupid things along the way, didn't we? Adultery, murder, he really made some mistakes. But yet in 1 Chronicles chapter uh, 29, verse 28, we read that King David died at a good old age, full of days, riches and honor, and his son Solomon reigned in his place. So what do we know here? What we know here is that these guys were doing really, 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 really well. And can we say that they were not men of God? Or would we all have to agree that they were not evil, they were men of God? So what are we talking about when we get into this money is the root of all evil? Well, let's get in. Let's go to the uh, uh, First Timothy chapter 6, and let's just start at verse 1. Hopefully we can get a little context. Here it is. It says, all who are under the yoke as slaves are to regard their own masters as worthy of all honor, so that the name of God and our doctrine will not be spoken against. Now, we're not talking about like modern day sexual slaves, or we're not talking about uh, slaves against the world that were being beaten by their masters. So the, the, the biblical slavery is very, very different for the most part. Um, and we don't have time. That's a whole nother uh, message. We'll get into that on another one, I promise. Continuing on, it says, those who have believers as their masters. What do we know? Who is their master? They're a believer. What do we probably know about these masters? They're not beating them. They're not mistreating them. In fact, the scriptures are very clear that masters are to treat their slaves with respect, and they're, they're to treat them as they would treat each other. So those who have believers as their masters must not be disrespectful to them uh, because they are brothers or sisters but they must serve them all the more because those who partake of the benefit are believers and beloved, teach and preach these principles. If anyone advocates a different doctrine and does not agree with the sound words, those of our Lord Jesus Christ, and with doctrine confirming to godliness, talking about the way we should act and the way we should behave, he is conceited and understands nothing but he has a sick craving for controversial questions and disputes about words from which come envy, strife, abusive language, evil suspicions, and constant friction between people of depraved mind and depraved of the, deprived of the truth. Now get this part here. Who suppose that godliness is a means of gain. So part of our context here is if anybody thinks just because I'm a Christian. If I suppose that because I'm a Christian, God wants me to have a lot of money. God wants to give me all kinds of uh, financial blessings. Oh, God wants me to just give 10%. And if I'll just pump in 10% of my check, God will give me uh, 100% over or whatever. Anyone who is teaching any of that stuff, including tithing, if you tithe, God's going to give it right back to you. If you suppose that your being a Christian is a means of financial gain, you are of depraved mind, probably because you've been misled by horrible, horrible teachers. The promise of God is not that we will have financial wealth. It is not that if we tithe, God will give it right back to us, right? We, the, all those things are taken out of scripture. So 
but let's go on. Verse six, but godliness actually is a means of great gain when accompanied by contentment. Remember when the apostle Paul said, you know, I, I have gone without, I have had much, I have been hungry, I've been well fed. And he goes on to say that I've learned that the secret to contentment is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, he, what he's saying there is I've learned that true uh, contentment means whether I do have money or I don't. Not meaning that if I don't have it, God's going to give it to me. I just got to wait and be faithful. God's going to give it to him. Not, that's not what he's saying. He's saying that in any situation, he's learned that he finds his contentment in Jesus Christ. Okay. Four, we have brought nothing into this world, so we cannot take anything out of it either. If we have food and covering with all these, we shall be content. But those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap, and many foolish and harmful desires which plunge people into ruin and destruction. Now, I want to read out what I believe is the proper translation of this. It's not for, for the love of money is the root uh, is the root of all evil. I think it's right here in the NASB. It says, for the love of money. Remember all those other, the five people I just listed, okay? I know they didn't love money, but for the love of money is the root of all sorts of evil, all kinds of evil. And some, not all, some by longing for it have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. So flee from those things, you, man of God, and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. So what is the context there? The context is if we're not careful, if we're obsessing over money, we're going to find ourselves literally doing everything we can just so that we can um, have money. We need to have more. We're never satisfied in any and all circumstances. So instead, what we're going to do is possibly lie to get more money. We're going to cheat to get more money. We're going to uh, part from the faith. We're going to spend no time in church. We're going to spend less time with our family. We're going to be doing anything we can as we obsess over. We need to get as much money as we possibly can. So what is the context here again? I think the context is be very careful. Money doesn't make you evil. It's the root of all kinds of evil because sometimes we chase after it so hard that we just put everything else to the, to the side. And there are, I believe, many Christians who are cheating to get more money. They're lying to get more money. They're deceiving other people to get more money. It's the root of evil. You as a Christian are not evil. So I'll circle back and say, so what if you're the guy and your brand new company working 70 hours a week. That's not evil. It, it, that's not evil just because you overwork. It's not healthy. I'm not promoting it. Um, I, I will say for the longest time, I have a, a marketing company. I absolutely work 70 hours a week. It wasn't evil. I wasn't lying and cheating and stealing to get the money. I wasn't allowing my, my uh, desire to take care of my family. That was my goal. I wasn't desiring to commit evil acts and it didn't pull me out of the church. It didn't pull me away from my family. So there is a big difference in working too hard and too much and literally having evil motives or having motives that are the root of evil because you're trying to do anything you can to get more money. And by anything, I mean committing evil acts, right? Working a lot is not an evil act. So again, 
There are many people out there who are very wealthy, and we want to describe them, some of them, if they're Christians. I've seen some people out there try to describe them as evildoers, right? Oh, yeah, those rich people, they're all evil. You can't trust them. Um, money is, I think, the equivalent of like people who are addicted to porn and, and all kind of gambling. Um, it, it gets its hooks in you. And if we're not careful, even Christians can be led astray to do things that we don't want to do. But if you, if you are a believer, you are not capable of being evil. May it be an evil act. Are we doing something that we as Christians should not be doing? Absolutely. But he's not calling you evil, right? He's saying it's the root of all evil motives. It leads us to do things that we're not supposed to do. And I guess if I had to say, if anything, what's the takeaway? Nothing wrong with money. If you can get it and be godly about it, that's great. God is not concerned about you being rich. But at the end of the day, I would say what the Apostle Paul said, um, learn to be content in any and all situations, whether you have a lot of money or no money. Don't sit there saying, oh, I'm just believing God's going to give me money. That's That right there, I think, is coveting. And we're, we're saying that God's going to do something that he didn't promise. Instead, it's, it's okay to want to make more money, to want to have more money, but instead learn to say, you know what? I'm only making whatever. I'm throwing numbers out there. 35,000 a year. I live in a small apartment, um, but I have food and clothing. Um, I am going to learn to be contentment in any and all things. I will find my joy in Christ. And if God decides that he will bless, wants to bless me with more, then so be it. And if this is all God has for me for now, then so be it. All right. Hope that helped. God bless.